The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pleased to be joined now by the one and only, the legendary, the all-knowing, the founder of Blog and the Boys, making his first appearance ever, actually, I believe, here on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. He recently joined Twitter. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dave underscore Halpern. It is the one and only Dave Halpern, one, two, three, as I know him at least. Dave, thank you for finally jumping on the podcast network. Well, the Cowboys finally did something to make me mad enough to come on here. So now I'm on. Um, if you are yeah, a fan of really, the- thanks for having me, though. Really well, appreciate being on. If anyone is a fan of blogging the boys, they have Dave to thank again, founded the site way back when. Obviously, uh, he and I do a lot of work together. We do all work together, that is. Um, and this has just been a crazy day. So today, uh, for full context, is Tuesday, uh, March 15th. 2022. It's noon central time, actually, as we are recording. And uh, the most recent episode in your podcast feed, if you are subscribed to us, and you should be, uh, is literally titled Randy Gregory is back. It was Tony Casillas and I on the 750. Uh, We talked about all the free agent things the Cowboys have done. Uh, And while you were recording the news of Randy Gregory returning to the Cowboys broke, Dave, you wrote the article at the site because I was recording. uh, And we thought we were going to continue with our merry day after uh, Malik Hooker came back. We're kind of starting to hopefully prep for Jaron Curse returning, and then all hell broke loose. Um, we saw some tweets uh, from the Denver beat, from the Broncos beat riders, about Randy Gregory actually agreeing to terms with them. We thought that was very confusing. The Cowboys had actually announced this move on their website, the mothership as we refer to them, and lo and behold, Dave, it comes out slowly but actually very quickly that the Cowboys, after their initial agreement with Randy Gregory, tried to squeeze in some language in his contract that he did not like. So he pulled a U-turn, balked them, and is now headed to the Denver Broncos. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's just really disappointing, highly disappointing. Um, it, it really felt like, as you referenced, that this morning that the Cowboys were starting, their plan was starting to come together. They had been making moves to open up money. We started to believe that maybe, you know, they were going to sign their own free agents. Maybe they were even possibly going to go for somebody on the outside with the amount of money that they were freeing up. And, you know, despite the feelings people have about the Amari Cooper move, 
it did feel like the rest of the plan was, you know, it was looking pretty good at the moment. We were getting guys back that we wanted. And Randy was a huge part of that. So it just really felt set the morning mood that they were they were moving along with their plan and things were working as advertised. And then they do this. And it's just unbelievable. I mean, um, I was speaking to some people when the news first broke that he uh, decided to go with the Broncos, some guys on the BTB team. And we talked about the situation. And my feeling was it was okay if the Cowboys wanted to put in some language protecting themselves from right on the outset, like at the beginning of negotiations, totally with you. Right. If they would have said to Randy, this is what we expect. I mean, we, we stuck with you a long time. You have done things for us. We've done things for you. Here's what we want to put in the contract. That's all fine. They could have negotiated that Randy could have balked. Then I would have been good with it, but for them to try to slide something in at the last second, when they already know that, he has a deal with someone else. It just felt, I mean, that's just poor, poor behavior. I, I can't even believe they would do that. One on a human level, do that to somebody else after you've made an agreement agreement with them. And secondly, blowing up their own plan. It's just insane. I think you covered everything really well. Um, you know, again, you're all hearing Dave for the first time. He's a really measured Cowboys fan Dave is usually you know when we all are chatting and talking in our slack channel um, Dave's the first to kind of say well let's let's sit back let's think let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt uh, not that you're like a, a hopeless optimist but you know you're you're reasoned and you're patient and so you're right it did seem Tuesday morning was like okay this is the plan you may not like moving on from Amari but this was very clearly what they wanted to do they wanted to save that money to spend elsewhere. They obviously, you know, negotiated the new deal with Demarcus Lawrence on Monday and saved effectively the exact same value that they were going to pay Randy Gregory right. on an annual basis. So right. everything, it, it, it was all, ch- it was, it was a moment. There was a 90 minute window where they deserved a round of applause. I'm totally with you. And what you said is totally true. It's, it's bad business in general to try to squeeze this in, in the last second, right? Like you've already agreed to see or to terms, you're shaking hands, you're taking photos and they say, well, by by the way, you know, we want to do this it, and it's bad business. It's also dumb if you know that there's another offer on the table, like you said, with the Broncos. I, I would add, and I don't want to speak for you, it's actually kind of gross to effectively, it seems like, use your history with Randy, that you have supported him. Everybody knows what he's been through. And look, kudos to the Cowboys for supporting him. And we, we've said that. We've talked about that. We've written about that. But that that goodness out of your heart is not some token that you get to cash in on when you feel like it's convenient and reading between the lines, this is not, you know, measurable fact, but it does seem Dave, like it was strategy from the Cowboys to agree to terms. And then in the the moments of celebration say, by the way, Randy, um, you know, we want to get this in, but we're good. You know, we already agreed, whatever, et cetera. Maybe I'm going a step too far, but it, I mean, th- there's a level of grossness, uh, you know, that is to be determined here that is at play, which is a, an extremely disappointing part of all this. Well, yeah, there's definitely a, that level. And it, it is interesting. We'll be able to see maybe down the line once we hear a little bit more, just what level of grossness this was. Um, it's interesting. I saw one of the tweets, and I can't remember who sent it out. Possibly Ed Werder. Look at I you now know. seeing tweets, Dave. I'm so proud of you. No, I've grown <laughs> up. I've grown up. Um, but they were talking about the Cowboys didn't even really seem to be in on Gregory that hard until the Broncos 
agreed to a deal, I guess it was said last night. And then Jerry started recruiting the hell out of um, Randy was the quote in the tweet. So I'm, I'm wondering how, how long ago the Cowboys really got serious about signing him was the plan to let him set a market somewhere else and then try to sign him. And if that was the plan, was the plan to also slide this language in at the last second? To do, I mean, that's the levels of grossness we're dealing with here, which is as embarrassing thing as any that we're actually having to sit here and talk about our front office in a way that says, just how gross were they on this deal? How disgusting was the maneuver they pulled and blew up their own plan? I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Right. right. And like to, to your point, the 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 poor nature of it is like a secondary factor, you know, <laughs> like like how bad they are at the job isn't even the, the biggest demerit hanging around their necks. It's what level of grossness were you actually trying to achieve here? And, and you know, it, it begs the question because there is at least some factor of grossness. Were you ever really doing this for Randy out of the kindness of your heart? Or did you just believe in him as a football player and as a lottery ticket and hope that someday you would be able to cash in like you tried to do seemingly at the last second here? Um, this really, Dave, casts a terrible shadow over the Cowboys free agency. Yeah. I will um, say one thing, though. I would like to hear the Cowboys version of events here. Sure. Right. At this point, all we've heard is some reporting and probably pretty good reporting, probably good sources. It's but just, to, really just to like add to that, the, the reporting yeah. is also coming from the Dallas beat as well. So it's not right. just like the Denver beat, you know, massaging yeah. the, that side of things. It's it's a universal report. But and national level. It's coming right. on a national level, too. But I would like to hear Jerry slash Steven make a statement about what they say happened here. I mean, can they say anything to me that would make me go, well, okay, all right, maybe the story wasn't quite as being presented. You guys aren't as bad as we think at the moment. So I'm willing to always say I want to hear from their side before I, you know, cement the final judgment on them. But in the moment at the time, it just looks really bad. As true as that is that they, you know, Deserve might be a stretch, but that they deserve an opportunity to at least give us their side of the story. I can't, I can't, you know, come up with anything that would, would make this okay. There, there's nothing, you know, and I think they're, they're not going to, of course, you know, say, well, we tried to be gross at the very end. It's going to be a matter of, look, you know, we had an offer on the table. Randy had an offer. We, we support him. We, we've supported him from the very beginning. We wish him well. You know, the Broncos are getting a, a heck of a football player, you know, and, and they're just going to kind of, you know, toe the company line in that sense. Um, and what is unfortunate, Dave, and, and I want to get to the kind of overcast of free agency, but just quickly, because I've gotten a lot of tweets about this, is now because of people and, and how blindly they support the Cowboys, there's a lot of like good riddance, Randy, this Randy, like, no, Randy deserves to do what is best for Randy. He has every right to, to balk at the deal after, you know, terms were compromised terms that they agreed to. And so I really hate that for Randy that, you know, the most ardent Cowboys fans are going to drag him in the name of supporting their favorite team. Yeah. I mean, there, you, I'm always of the opinion that the, uh, the player has any choice they really want to make. I mean, and I always go back to this, and these guys go out there, they put their health on their line, they put their body on the line. It's not like a job that you and I go to. This is a job where you can be out of the game in an instant. 
you can blow up your knee, you can do, there are just so many factors in football. Yeah, they get paid a lot of money for it, but they put their bodies on the line. They have every choice to make where they want to play. They've earned that right by hitting free agency, you know, so. And to that point, this is, I mean, like, this is a disaster, but this is, you know, this, none of this happens if the Cowboys have the foresight a year ago to, to extend Randy Gregory, you know, if they get this done, if you really want to like lean and, and press hard on the loyalty, you know, we've support, like, like forget the personal stuff, which is obviously a big deal. But if you're just talking about like, look, we've been your team, we believe in you, but just talking football, you should have done this a year ago. And if you'd done it a year ago, you wouldn't have had to have paid $14 million a year. Maybe you get him for 11 or 12. But I mean, that that's, I mean, it all st- circles back to that. That's the same problem that we're seeing with all these positions, all these different players that they're trying to retain. And they're, you know, they're losing out on because they're, they're chasing so many things that, that are impossible. It, it's, it's just, it's frustrating. Well, the Cowboys are slow. They're slow about when they re-up certain players. No doubt, no doubt about that. But then when we go look at the other side of the coin, they've done it too fast. Why'd they do Jalen Smith? Mm-hmm. Why'd they do Ezekiel Elliott? Why do they do these things? You know, they pick the wrong players, it seems like, to do it with. They do it too fast. They do it too slow. They are just, I mean, in the draft, they're very good. Will McClay deserves credit. I mean, yeah, we're top heavy. We tend to do well in the very top. But when it becomes to re-signing players, we seem to either be too fast or too slow, and we choose the wrong players to be too fast or too slow with. Well, and the other thing within that is, okay, you know, and not that not that everything is the same, not that apples are apples and apples, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be this like, you know, hard line in the sand negotiated with Randy Gregory to where you, you've got to have specific language in the contract, like why aren't you and, and they did have that with Gerald McCoy, to be fair. I think that's a good example from two years ago that, you know, this this sounds awful, but protected themselves when he got hurt. And, you know, like why why don't you have this same cold hearted disposition when it comes to you know, maybe it's not the contractual side of things, but navigating Zeke, navigating Jalen. They catered to Jalen for so long. Obviously, they're still kind of catering to Zeke. So where where is that that, you know, tough and mighty, you know, attitude when it comes to other ways of handling the team? Yeah, it's hard to I mean, it's just really hard to even give a defense of the Cowboys front office right now based on some of the moves that they've made over the last, you know, three, four years when we're going all the way back talking about the Zeke contract which at the time i think most people knew that was not a good decision why would you do that and now they're paying the price for that um i just with with randy gregory to me i'm fine with the cowboys all along asking for language maybe be hesitant to sign a contract unless certain language is agreed to to protect himself when we're talking about a big contract like the one that obviously was going down now so you know, that's okay to me. It's fine. I think if they were a little skittish because they didn't really know what they were going to get out of him last year, they didn't know, okay, now we finally got him for a full year. Let's see what he is. Then we're going to sign him. I'm still somewhat okay with that. I just, I can't get on board with the last part. Um, you know, you don't know. I mean, Randy, yeah, he, he played well, but he only had six sacks. I mean, it wasn't like he went crazy and you know, he missed some time again and different things. He seemed to slow down as the year progressed. So it wasn't like he hit one out of the, you know, knocked one out of the ballpark this year. So I can see, you know, there's reasons to be hesitant about this and the amount of money you want to give, but just don't do something like you did apparently this morning. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Right. I mean, it's one thing if you don't believe in Randy Gregory, the football player, to the same degree that the Denver Broncos do. That's like nobody's going to like destroy you for that. People might disagree with you, you know, and other reports coming out are that the Broncos had Randy as, as the top, you know, edge rusher on their free agency board. That's fine. If, if you have fundamental football differences. OK, but to do this is embarrassing. It's unbecoming. It's gross. Like we've said, it's immoral and it's disgusting. I mean, like I, I, I really just hate that that's the way that this is um, a little bit of breaking news. All you've been recording, Dave, uh, the Cowboys are re-signing Jeremy Sprinkle to a one year veteran salary benefit deal. So everything's fixed. Everything's good. Good thing they got that done. Now we'll <laughs> yeah. forget about the Randy news. Um, <laughs> Glad uh, we passed I, that. I did tweet out that. Um, that we were going to be recording this emergency podcast. I know this this whole concept is very, very foreign to you. Uh, well, but I've so, actually done podcasts long ago. I well, just haven't done them recently. Well, this part is what's foreign to you. Um, I tweeted it out. And so here are some tweets from people because I asked for thoughts in general that they wanted us to hit on. So we'll kind of blitz through these. Uh, James Espinosa says the Cowboys front office and their lack of transparency with Randy is unprofessional. Yet again, should we really be surprised that this front office is shady with their tactics? Well, this one feels worse than some of the others I've heard. <laughs> I mean, if you want to nickel and dime someone to death, if you want to put in, you know, all kinds. Yeah, of but and you're right. That's that might be dumb, but that's still some, you know, that's completely, totally fair. Right. I mean, I'm not that I some of the choices they make and the decisions where they give their money. Obviously, I don't like I think they're mistakes. I thought at the time, but. I mean, there's a difference for me between that and what they've done here. This just really bothers me that you would, I mean, that you would have an agreement like that and then say, oh, we're going to try to trick you. And that's another thing. I actually didn't bring this up before, but I wanted to bring this up now. I want to hear what the Cowboys say. Did they give the Randy Gregory and his agent a contract last night that they read through and missed this? Or was it not in there? And then this morning they said, oh, here's a new copy of what we're going to agree to. And it had that in there. I would love to know that timeline. Mm. Um, Texas Trill 12 says scale of one to 10 embarrassment level for the Cowboys. Obviously, 10 being the highest. Think, yeah. think it's a 10. It's got, it's, well, it's got to be a 10. No, it's a 9.999 because the Cowboys could always top themselves. That's so, very so, true. So I'm leaving them the 1% to top themselves somehow. Um, Micah Parsons Point fan 1%. account. 
Uh, Michael Parsons fan account says, who's out there to fill the void he will leave behind? Um, I know I'd written something about uh, ESPN connected Von Miller to the Cowboys. Um, Von's there. Chandler Jones is out there. And again, this is all at the time of our recording. Um, Zadarius Smith. Dante yeah. Fowler. Uh, Michael Parsons is out there too as an edge rusher if you want to yeah, go down. Yeah, Clowney's out there <laughs> still, right? Clowney's still on the market, I believe. Um, I mean, who's who's your top – you can wave a magic wand. Who's the one uh, you want? Well, I mean, I don't know. I I really I, – I hate saying that off the top of my head because I might go study it and see something different. But, I mean, I don't think you could go wrong if you had Chandler Jones, you know. It's not like he's going to – I doubt he's going to be a total disappointment if you signed him or something like that. Clowney's an interesting one. He's He seems to have steadied his career after all the injuries and all that stuff early on and is looking better. But you just said it, and I'm – you know, I've put it out there before. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm playing Micah Parsons at defensive end. I'm just doing it. I mean, he is – at this point, the best defensive end on their team at getting to the passer. Uh, he's, not, he's not as good as what DeMarcus does in all those other areas. But if you want someone to get out of the pa- get after the passer, Micah Parsons is the best defensive end on their team. I can't wait, by the way. We didn't mention his name, but until the Cowboys re-signed Dorrance Armstrong and Jerry does his usual, you know, praise of him in August. Um, it's um it's lame, uh, but it will happen. Um last kind of thing, Dave, um, a tweet from Patrick Walker, who does a great job covering the Cowboys for CBS sports. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't thought great. about it. I hadn't Shout thought about this. Patrick one. Walker, by the way, he's great for sure. Uh, so Pat tweeted out, um, good luck telling a player like Bobby Wagner, Tyron Matthew, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, or whomever you need them to take less. If I'm them, my reply is simple. I think you have room for a five-year, $70 million deal, if I'm not mistaken. That's we, I hadn't even thought about that. Like The fallout from this is like the Cowboys' cards are now shown that they are willing to give that contract out to a player. But, but what's even worse than that is they probably made players mad. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that's the other if like residual effect. I'm Wagner, I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. If I, well, yeah, I'm like, I are you going to try to like, are you going to try to do something gross to me? I'm with you. Like, totally agreed. But like, yeah, so it, this this is bad for like a thousand reasons. <laughs> like, right. I mean, but, I mean if I if I'm any of these guys, I'm like, you got room for five years, 70 million. So you're going to give me five years, 78 million just because you're gross. That's what I'm saying. So like, even if you can get the Bobby Wagner, Von Miller, Tyron Matthew, whoever you want even if you can get them to overlook the fact that you're gross, which is a difficult hurdle in and of itself, then you like, this is the Cowboys. They are not a team that will spend a lot of money. So now you have to, after getting over an insanely difficult hurdle, convince them to take less when they literally know that you were prepared to put this contract on your books. It's, it's a, I mean, like literally it's, it's Kevin in the office falling down with the chili like type of, like, does this mean the Cowboys are going to go two and 15? No, but this dramatically, Dave, and I don't think that's hyperbole, dramatically really deflates what they could have been capable of doing this free agency period. It does, except they could still save themselves, right? What's Okay, that's, that's the last thing then. What's the path to saving themselves? Well, the path to saving themselves is either, I mean, there are, it's a couple of different ways, and I'm talking about just, on the field signing players. I'm not talking about repairing their reputation as total jerks. Um, What I'm talking about is you either decide you're gonna move Micah Parsons to the defensive end, right? You decide that's your move 
Then you take the money. You go, go you go out and you get a Bobby Wagner. Right. Or help your you linebacker down. Get another right. linebacker somewhere. Bring back Layton on a one year deal. Or the the like Mo that. Claiborne route of not right. doing you the make 50 drops. Right. So you make it work by uh, changing direction and filling in the pieces that you need. Or the second is you go out and you get one of these guys. You know, you get a Chandler Jones, you get a Jadavian Clowney, someone who you think can replicate to some extent what you were getting out of Randy Gregory. And you can do that. And then you can also sign, you know, if you can get Bobby Wagner or whoever else, do these things. So they can repair this to some extent on the field. I mean, there's still tons of time left. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Randy Gregory can't even sign with the Broncos yet. I mean... (laughs) I don't even want to approach that, but could something else crazy happen? Could the Cowboys go, hey, we're really sorry here, <laughs> you know, five years, 80 million, you know? I, I, I know. really doubt it. I think I the doubt bridge, it, but I'm the, just the bridge is it. the bridge is on fire, Dave. It uh, is on fire. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is they can rescue themselves on the field from this debacle. I mean, you know, there's the whole Amari Cooper thing. People are mad about that. But in some ways, we knew they were going to choose between Cooper and Gallup, right? And they chose Gallup. Now, whether you think that was the wrong move, they didn't get enough for Cooper, that was the plan. They were always going to choose between one of the two. And they just chose the one that most Cowboys fans didn't think they were going to choose. So they uh, could do that here with Randy, I guess is what I'm saying. They could choose someone else instead of Randy and still make it work. The problem with that, though, for me, is it's not a choice. And that's that's like their thing is they nothing. They nothing that they have done well has been by design. Even we just sat here and, and, and rightly threw roses at Micah Parsons's feet. That was not by design. It, you know, that that was all luck and fortune that the Carolina took J.C. Horn, that Denver took Patrick Sertan. We can talk and, and relitigate about how Dak was all fortune. Tony Romo was all fortune. Like the, the greatest things that have happened to the team have, mo- except for the, you know, the assembly of the offensive line, which is a big thing that they're still kind of reaping the benefits from, has, has mostly been due to fortune. And so, like, it will be. It will kind it will kind of be upsetting. I mean, I'll obviously be happy as a Cowboys fan if they were to somehow sign Von Miller or Chandler Jones and they had 20 sacks this year. And you know what I mean? And then we'd be sitting here saying, well, if Randy never spurns him for Denver, that never happens, whatever, who cares? It, you know, net gain, whatever. But I will be a little bit upset that there won't be like any consequence for, for being gross. Um, and so n- nothing that they can do now can be framed as a choice. Not, nothing that Steven or Jerry or anybody can say really from here on out throughout the rest of the offseason, as far as it relates to free agency, at least, can support that they had, this has been the plan all along. Like you said, whether you agree or disagree with the Amari idea, that was the plan. They executed the plan. You can be upset about the compensation. You can be upset that they overpaid for Michael Gallup if you are. You can be upset that they let Cedric Wilson walk, whatever the case may be, but they are sticking to their plan. They can say, look, we sat down, we got in a bunker in the star. We formulated the plan when we were not emotionally compromised. And we are here enacting it. This this completely, you know, distorts that reality. There is no now they are reacting, which is what they have done for a majority of the last at least decade when it comes to things like this. And that's not a good way to run a football team. But I would suggest that you never really totally follow the plan. That's true. Too always meets. It's like war, right? Your plan's really great till first contact in war, and then the plan's out the window, and you're reacting. You're navigating. Things change. I get the reason this one changed is really bad. I'll I'll never (laughs) excuse the Cowboys for doing this if it turns out to be the case exactly as being reported. 
On the other hand, hey, these things happen all the time. Sure. Players have U-turned on teams before. This is not the first time this has ever happened. Players, uh, you've tried to sign someone, and that's your number one goal, and that's your plan, and you don't get it done. They sign somewhere else. You have to react. You that happened to, to um, wasn't it the Broncos that uh, that Elvis Dumerville? What was it like? Remember the, the facts yeah, situation or something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so you're right. Weird crap happens. But so you have to react. The key here is as a Cowboys front office. The outside, once again, restoring your reputation, which it's not going to happen, is to make sure you fill the gap and keep the plan going. It's not like the plan is over because the defensive end that you wanted was Randy Gregory. And if it's not Randy Gregory, then the rest of your plan just doesn't work. That's wrong. You can replace Randy Gregory. Now you have to go do it. It's not the way you wanted to go, but it's what's in front of you. You have to make it happen. Yeah, I agree. At this point, you have to walk away with the Chandler Jones, Yvonne Miller, uh, Jadavion Clown, like I mean, you can we can sit here and debate who which of the the options is the best, which is second best, whatever. You have to get one you, because we, we were sitting here that ninety minute window was okay. Edge rusher is off the board as a need at twenty four overall. They've got Tank back. They've got Randy Gra- back. A tweet that I have that now obviously looks dumb is the return of Demarcus and Randy. I think allow, and I said this on the episode that nobody should listen to uh, with Tony, unfortunately. Um, but the the most important thing that that existed in that moment in time was it it allowed for Micah Parsons to be mobile and flexible. You could play him wherever you wanted because you had Randy and Tank, and now you don't. So you have to get back to that status quo. You're still going to be gross, and that's unfortunate. That's a thing that a lot of people are going to have to overlook. For a long time, it seems. Um, I mean, th- this this has felt like Dave as we close the most difficult offseason for a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans in a long time. Uh, not to be dramatic or hyperbolic again, but again, that ninety minute window was was Nirvana. Like there there was a there was that hour and a half uh, today on Tuesday was like okay, I like I can love again. Like they I I can come back. I, I was too hard on them. I I you know whatever. And I think the most disappointing part of this, aside from the grossness, is that this sort of confirms whatever doubts and fears and worries and frustrations you had. It doesn't mean that they're blanket truths and they're always going to be that way, but it, but it at least solidifies them a little bit that maybe they are not actually, you know, good at this and you're not giving them proper credit. They are sort of bad and, and obviously also gross, which is, is a tough pill to swallow. Well, it, I mean, there's no doubt it, it hurts the confidence. Yeah. It's a big kick in the confidence. Now I've been, you know, because you see behind the scenes, you talk to me a lot and everything, you know that I was not as concerned about them releasing or trading Amari Cooper. Sure. I thought that was a decision that had to be made some point because you got to re-up C.D. Lamb, and that's coming up soon. So they've decided that Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb are those guys. And I wasn't that wasn't too much of a concern for me. I have my reasons why Cooper's not an elite wide receiver, but that's a whole nother podcast if you want me back on that. What I will say here is, you know, we go through these things. And yes, the Cowboys, because of the uh, visibility of Jerry Jones, the the not, you know, can't stop talking to a microphone in his life if he has right. to. You know, all of these things make being a Cowboy fan very difficult at times. It, it's really challenging to your fandom. But in the end, as long as they're not doing something so bad that you're like, I just can't support this team anymore. You're like, 
just give us a team on the field. And they still have a chance to make that happen. So that's well said. That's me. That's just the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, well, Dave says that, and uh, we're about to go. And later today, at least I know some people listen to this after the fact, but later today, Dave and I, who are both Manchester United fans, get to watch another team uh, put a team on the field. Uh, so, um, you know, let's <laughs> lose. Yeah, let's let's hope that that uh, that happens. But um, Dave, uh, it was, I was going to say it was fun uh, breaking this down. It was not. It was awful and terrible and gross and disgusting. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens next. So um, he is on. Twitter, seriously, on Twitter. I've known Dave since I was in high school. That is a true and accurate statement. He is finally on Twitter at Dave underscore Halperin. Uh, go follow him. Uh, great Cowboys takes. Uh, again, if you love blogging the boys, you have Dave to thank. Dave, uh, let's get out of here. The final words belong to you. Make them great, funny, sad, depressing, whatever you want. Well, I'm going to make them two part. One part is don't lose faith yet. Let's see what they do. There's still time. And the second is I'm going to plug my book real quick. Go ahead. Uh, I've written a college football trivia book. It's on Amazon now. It's available for pre-order. It comes out in about, I don't know, eight days, something like that. Uh, 700 college football trivia questions. I enjoyed writing it. I hope you guys will enjoy reading it. So go check it out on Amazon. He has tweeted the link out several times. We also wrote about it at blogontheboys.com. If you have any questions uh, about it, um, you know, hit one of us up, hit me up. My DMs are open. We can point you in the right direction. Uh, we'll also be doing some some giveaway related things when it comes to the book. So make sure to stay tuned here to the podcast uh, as draft season uh, rolls on. Uh, good times. Good book coming. Uh, Dave, you said it all. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Sorry that the episode before this got completely and totally destroyed, uh, but you have Stephen Jones to thank. We'll see you next time.